0: The News Round. I'm off the ball. With Gillette, for an effortless finish to your day. New Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar. The News Round.
1: I'm off the ball.
0: With Gillette, for an effortless finish to your day. New Gillette Labs Razor with
1: Exfoliating Bar.
2: Richie McCormick at the helm until 10 p.m. tonight. Busy, busy show on the way for you. TJ Reeds, the Kilkenny legend, will be joining us after half past seven to look back on the year that just was in Kilkenny hurling and what's to come next for them, because they're gonna have a new manager in place pretty soon after the departure of Brian Cody and whether or not he'll continue on as he approaches his 35th birthday. Deshaun Watson the Cleveland Browns quarterback this week was found to have committed more egregious behaviour than any before reviewed by the NFL and for that he's just received a six game ban we'll talk to Jenny Vrentis of the New York Times who has been leading this story over the past few weeks and months and indeed the past year or so and John Giles will help preview the new Premier League season which of course gets underway tomorrow night would you believe all that and we'll look back on the career of the great Con Hulhan on the 10th anniversary of his passing. 53106 for 30 cent is the number if you want to get in contact with us via text tonight. And you can tweet us at Off the Ball. Delighted to say joining us in studio for the news round are Mick McCarthy. Mick, thank you for coming in.
0: <laughs> you're welcome. I'm delighted that you're delighted that I'm here. I am. I'm yeah.
2: delighted that you've walked that 12 feet from oh, the office outside to come times. in here. I mic myself up and everything. You did. You were struggling with the wires and everything. You're a pro, Mick. You're a pro. Anne-Marie Donlin joins us in studio as well. i good evening to you.
1: Hi, Richie. Hi, Mick.
2: Uh, good news. We've got some good news. It's like we're we're only talking outside. Unusual, um, yeah, yeah. I know we're talking outside in the office. Um, yourself and Carl. it's it was the year ago since because uh, obviously the European games are ongoing. Pats are currently scoring for CSK Sofia, by the way, and Sligo two 0 down uh, away to Viking. Um, but we were talking about Pauk and Bose in the Aviva and that stretch of games that Bose had in the Aviva, which was at the time like the first games back with a like, semi big crown. It's hard to believe that's a year ago. We were sitting, everybody had to be seated like three seats apart, and everybody had to kind of wear masks and police themselves and not be like rushing down into amongst groups. And now we're kind of we're back to normal. So back to normal, in fact, Mick. Do you remember road shows?
0: Road shows. Yeah. Road
2: shows. Do you remember road shows? Do you remember Mm. these things where we'd go out into like different places and maybe into a venue like, you know, the Tree Arena or the Olympia or, you know, the Vicar Street or the Cork Opera House is a really good one. I remember. Oh, yeah. We'd have guests. Mm. not only that but we'd also have people in the crowd who would audience, be there audience if you will 100% yeah wow well, well we're going to have one they're back mm. <laughs> August 17th Mick which isn't far away <laughs> as we well August 17th uh, August 17th we're going to be in Vicar Street in association with Cabri FC and what a stellar lineup we have in store for that particular night Michael Owen Ian Wright Emma Byrne Karen Kearney
1: wow
0: well, that's not bad at all that's that's a decent you know that's the makings of a five side team Michael Owen and Ian Wright will have some uh, interesting conversations about fatherhood Jesus yeah it was a Michael Owens because I'm completely out of the loop on these things Michael because Owens,
2: I say, yes. I uh, yeah I, I kind of work evenings so my evenings are spent watching like the cricket scoreboard and ESPN Crick Info tick <laughs> over as it was last night and watching like flash score tick by so I don't see Michael the love island
0: okay so I I Look, and it's, I've not, I've, this isn't the kind of, I don't watch Love Island, my wife does, but like obviously I am at work in the evenings as well. However, it, it has been on in the house. You know, God almighty, that show lasts a long time. It's been like it on it. basically every night for two a months. year. Two months. <laughs> Is it two months? But Michael Owen's daughter, again, when you're in the room, you might, I might be reading or on my phone or whatever, and every now and then I'm just like, there's a female Michael Owen speaking here she has the she same doesn't. voice and cadence doesn't she like she sounds you didn't watch it okay I don't know why I Richie didn't watch it Amory didn't watch it I'm stuck here in the middle as the only person Keen outside is, is
2: nodding and smiling and pointing at himself saying yes yeah, she indeed has the same cadence here right there you've it's, got back up with Cain. it's
0: Bananas, like it's just one of those strange things. I don't think I sound like uh, my parents or whatever. But anyway, it was like, not necessarily it looks, but it was like you were very, very aware the whole time that this was Michael, Michael daughter. daughter. <laughs> it was on this, this That'd weird would be slightly
2: off-putting. You're sitting there having a chat and she's like, you know, well, you know, great. it's great to just be there. <laughs> <laughs> kind
0: of That's not a bad Michael Owen impression, I have to say. Just,
2: you just don't move your jaw that much. And you're kind of, you're there, there.
0: I'm not going to do it in front of him on August 17th I'd be kind of asking for trouble I think there's probably more interesting things to talk to Michael Owen about God Um, they'd have some stories
1: funny story where was it Ronan Keating's son went in and where's this going he was saying that his dad was Ronan Keating and then she held back explaining that her dad was Michael Owen because he's obviously a much bigger superstar especially in the UK which is the audience yeah and he kind of made a little bit of a embarrassment for himself oh
0: mortal. I didn't yeah. see that now, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we're in the we're we're, we're this is uh I, I put myself in a weird position if I'm the Love Island expert in the room. You are uh, oh, by default. You, yeah. you are. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so <laughs> I, I, at the first hurdle, I fell there. Apologies. <laughs> I don't <laughs>
1: think she won.
0: Did she win the Love Island? No, oh, she finished. She was in the final for definite, but she didn't win. No, she did. Insane didn't. second out there. God, he's handy. Second Andy's place. There second the place. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, she had she had quite the journey, I'd imagine. I'd, I'd say um, she had Quite the journey. But yeah, look, I mean that. It, oh, she was nineteen, I think. Like Michael right. Owen was uh, as famous as you can be at nineteen. I think there is an interesting parallel there. I have to say,
2: two thousand and oh god, he was still at Liverpool back
0: then 2003 well, was, yeah exactly like yeah he there's, was. Um, I no when he
2: was 19 he was it was 1999 but in terms of her being 19 when, when she was born he was oh like, sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh, that, that, well, see that's where my head's gone because I yeah. still think of Michael Owen as being 21 you know he's like <laughs> at the he oldest
0: always will be yeah. like
2: these people are encased in carbonite in my head like even watching last night the Commonwealth Games was uh, Liz McColgan's young one winning gold and like I'm going but Liz McColgan is still 30 and Liz McColgan is still participating
0: no no, I'm no, talking no. definitely. I, I don't know what. you Still,
2: still, she can't have a daughter that's competing and winning and yeah. you know. If she's
1: 19. Level. She was born in 2003. Yeah. Yeah. Who said 99?
0: Sorry, I thought I was saying when Michael Owen was oh, yeah. he right, was he okay, was famous. Yeah, yeah. I think we were just talking across purposes. I've been thinking about this show a little bit though, and I think there's there's obviously loads to talk about with Ian Wright and Michael Owen, yeah. and we will get into that. I was thinking about Karen Carney and that England team. That England generation that came before, I think she had her last cap in 2019, maybe even 2020, and I think has like 100 and, between 120, 130 caps, Mm. you know, and it's just like, and then the next team goes (laughs) and gets over the line. It just must be one of those weird things, because you imagine you're delighted and you have so many teammates, and then there's another part that just goes like, I was born two years too soon. Because it's not as if she wouldn't have been a star on this team.
2: Yeah. And she's not, it's no. not as if she's not a player of renown because you don't just lapse into media work as much as she has and oh, doing she was. the Rojos yeah, and all that without a being a superstar. But yeah. yeah, to be the generation that just
0: went before. I just wonder how that feels.
1: I think Lisa Fallon alluded to it during the celebrations that there were a number of that team who would be looking on who had such an impact before and fell short just those few times. And then for the young ones, basically, to come along and do it, it would have been tough to watch, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I just... That's the type of thing I'm just fascinated by because you must have genuine delight and genuine regret at this mm. at the same time. Just it's such a complicated feeling, I would imagine.
2: It's such a a, a dichotomy between Owen and Wright as well when you consider the ages at which they kind of made made their breakthroughs. Cause Michael Owen obviously was kind of a prodigy from you know year dot at Liverpool and coming through when he was when he was a teenager. And he, like Ian Wright was knocking like when you think of his breakthrough year would would have been what, 89-90 scoring a couple of goals in the cup final against Manchester United. He was knocking on twenty seven. That's not that, that cup it? final. Like he 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 made his breakthrough like in his mid twenties. It just wouldn't happen really anymore. And if it does happen, you kind of figure and it's weird watching this play out because it would probably happen in a League of Ireland player if it's going to happen to anybody yeah. because they'd reach a certain level over here. Like Keith Fahie almost kind of springs to mind in that regard. Not yeah. at the same level, but like certainly in terms of age profile. You Plus, get to a certain
0: level and then actually head over to England again Was Wes 25 when he went to Livingston 24? Yeah I think it's not. You You know, and again. then if you think that like we were talking about him last night you know you get a year at Livingston then like a year at Blackpool maybe two years at Blackpool by the time he signs for Norwich he's 28-29 you know and their only championship and then he goes we were talking about how like Wes Ullum, it turns out was always good enough for the Premier League but was never good enough to be spotted to be <laughs> scouting has Premier developed League a team. He better, had to be in yeah. the team that got there you know um, I think that's, you know, that that's, Ian Wright was similar in a way. Like, Ian Wright kind of like had to make a big impact at Crystal Palace for a club like Arsenal to realise that he was... Uh, Actually worth going and spending, what was it, 2.1 million quid on the, at the time? That much uh, it was much yeah. it thing was in the round. It's one of the ones that kind of sticks in your head. Wright must have scored a phenomenal amount of goals. In know, like, Ian Wright was out of the Arsenal team when they won the double in 98. Like, yeah. He was on, he was there, he was still... He would have been starting at the start of the season. He was but by sold the that end, summer. Yeah, and Elke had kind of replaced him on the team, and he had a lot of injuries. Right, he signed for them in '91, I think. Yep. Right, and he was their record goal scorer. You know, that's a, that's a short enough period of time. He must have just scored twenty-five goals a season. He was exceptionally
2: consistent. Yeah, exceptionally consistent in terms of. Uh, what he did with goals in Arsenal, like looking—I have his numbers actually open here. Uh, first season, twenty-four goals. Second season, fifteen and thirty-one. Next season after that, twenty-three and thirty-nine. Uh, Eighteen and thirty-one after that. Fifteen and thirty-one. Twenty-three and thirty-five. And then that last season, as you alluded to, there with an making the breakthrough and camp and, and everyone else up front was ten and twenty-four. So he's still nearly getting a goal every other game. Yeah, just incredible uh, consistency. For me and Wright, and God turned into a hell of a personality as well off the pitch. So yeah, there you go. Uh, August seventeenth, we'll have more details on that, and how you can get hold of tickets for that uh, road show in Vicker Street with Capri FC on the show in a little while. But it is time for the news round here on Off the Brawl, uh, Off the Ball, even which is brought to you with thanks to Gillette for an effortless finish to your day. It mentioned uh, Irish teams in European action. Marie will fill you in in more detail on these uh, in a moment as they approach the hour mark in Sofia. It's still CSK nil. St. Pat's nil, things not going as well for Sligo in Norway tonight. There is one other game to keep track of. It is at Tala Stadium. It's in the Europa League third qualifying round. And Shamrock Rovers are at home to the North Macedonian champions of Skuppi. There for us tonight for the duration will be Stephen Doyle. Stephen, good evening. Uh very good evening, Derek a bit, everybody. How are you getting on? How's
3: Tala looking this evening? All good. Unfortunately, we've got uh, we've got no Gilbert O'Sullivan or David Essex playing for you tonight, <laughs> Richie. But uh, it's very yeah, very sunny. Um, it's lovely it's a really really nice day out here um, there's not too much of a wind I'm just looking out the flag well there is a bit, bit of a wind now going cross field over to the far stand there we're up in the, the press box um, so just opposite us that's where the, uh, the wind is blowing pitch looks really good out there we're just waiting for the uh, the players to come out and warm up and uh, I can tell you I've got the teams there Richie so Shamrock Rovers of course uh, rang the changes nine changes in total last weekend for that cut match against Bangor and of course they won that by four goals to nil um, but uh, looking back at the team that uh, played against Ludogorets here last week there's two changes to that side so coming in, Dylan Watts into midfield in place of Richie Tell and Rory Gaffney up front against Aaron Green. So Green and Tell dropping to the bench where they're joined there by the new signing. Daniel Cleary, of course, who got off to a great start to a Shamrock Rovers career, scoring a goal in that cup match at the weekend. And uh, I suppose it's going to be a big boost for Rovers as well, having Rory Gaffney starting, of course. They didn't want to risk him last week with the uh, yellow peril, of course. Uh, the yellow cards building up for him, so they didn't want to risk him ahead of this game. Tonight, um, just looking at then at the uh, opposition side, Shkuppi. Coming over, of course, from North Macedonia and uh, Burton Shea, their first choice left back is suspended while their right back, uh, Valadica Baradovsky, and their centre half, Abdullah Zelil, drop to the bench. So, Bessir Demiri, signed from Dinamo Tirana this week, makes his debut at left back while Angelce Tomovsky and Senegal international Albert Dien. Come into the starting team for Scuppy. So I was just looking at uh, Albert Dien's stats there. He's playing in the COSAFA Cup down in Africa there recently. He's been capped six times. So it uh, looks like a decent player. They brought him in over the closed season. Worth remembering that Scuppy beat Lincoln Red Imps over two legs in the Champions League. They lost the away tie 2 0, but uh, they were 3 0 up from the home tie. So perhaps not too much to be read into that. But of course, they were knocked out by Dinamo Zagreb in the uh, Champions League and a result of note there was the uh, the away leg. They drew 2-2 in that away leg, which was a very, very impressive result. Dinamo Zagreb, a top side, and arguably better than Luda Gretz, who Shamrock Rovers faced in the last round. So definitely a team here not to be taken lightly, and of course Stephen Bradley, the head coach of Shamrock Rovers, won't be taking them lightly. He was very quick to warn me about that last week in the post-match interview. The winners, of course, will progress to play off either Karabag or Ferenc farosh to get into the playoff round for the Europa, or sorry, to get into the group stage of the Europa League. Really tricky ties there, whoever they come through and play against. But the losers of this tie drop down, of course, to the Europa Conference playoff round, where either KI from the Faroe Islands or Balcony from Kosovo away to KI, familiar, of course, to uh, League of Ireland supporters. They were the side that Dundalk beat to get into the Europa League group stage a couple of years ago.
2: So Bradley's still very much, you know, with the the focus is on getting a group stage. Uh, He'd obviously prefer it to be this one. He can't help but feel that the atmosphere might be slightly flattened given the the drop down from Champions League
3: into Europa League in the intervening seven days, steve Well, just from what I've read in the build-up and uh, speaking to uh, the people here at Chalmock Grovers, they're not expecting a crowd as big as last week's crowd, which was 6,233, if memory serves me correctly. And uh, they're not expecting a crowd as big as that. So it will be interesting to see whether they can get a similar kind of atmosphere. Look, all it takes is for a hard tackle, a, an old bone cruncher in the midfield or a decent uh, strike at goal to get the crowd uh, whipped up here at Tallis Stadium. I'm sure whoever is here will uh, get behind them. And in fairness, they have built up a really good atmosphere in that south stand where all the ultras go behind the goal. So uh, that will be interesting to see. But um, I definitely think, uh, as you say, it's, it's probably diluted a little bit since last week just because of the convoluted process of uh, where you go after being knocked out of the Champions League onto the next competitions.
2: Yeah, you can't help but have a bit of fatigue in terms of uh, the week-on-week nature of these things. steve is going to be there throughout the course of the evening for us an 8 o'clock kick-off at Tallis Stadium. We've had people in contact already looking to get tickets uh, for our roadshow August 17th in Vicar Street with thanks to Cadbury FC. And it's an exclusive off-air event. It's not going to be live on the air, so tickets are limited. Don't delay to get them. Go to otbsports.com forward slash events. That's otbsports.com forward slash events. And a reminder that ticket proceeds will go towards supporting Irish women's grassroots football. So that's Rovers tonight taking on... Uh, taking on... Your point let me make, distracting Sorry, I
0: was going to say something about Ian Wright. Uh, Rovers are... Uh, <laughs> There's a connection to Rovers and Ian Wright No, here. no, there I'm isn't. The, someone sent me the, uh, the Ian Wright's goals if you add in all competitions. and all, like Those league ones you read out were pretty impressive. But in his uh, eight seven seasons at Arsenal, his goals tallies, if you include all competitions, mm. are insane. 26 30 35 30 23 30 and 11 in this final season not bad that's unbelievable. That's Good cup odd. player, obviously as well. But <laughs> <laughs> well, they were in loads of uh, they're in cup winners' cups, cups mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and whatnot, yeah. Um, but they're, they're, his ratio is incredible, like you know.
2: It'd be great to get insights to Glenn Hoddle's squad in '98 as well, because the two of them were in the same England squad that went to France and had a certain P. Gascoigne left out just beforehand too. Uh, but that's all to come. August seventeenth, as I say, otbsports.com forward slash events if you want to get hold of tickets. Uh, contrasting fortunes for the sides in Europe at the moment, Anne Marie.
1: Yeah, same paths and Sligo Rovers. Are are also in European action this evening. St. Pat's are in Bulgaria facing CSKA Sofia. That's in the first leg of their Europa <coughs> Conference League third round qualifier. 62 minutes on the clock there and it's still nil all. While Saiga Rovers are away to Norway's Viking and they currently trail now three goals to nil. Thank they God. had a nightmare start. Two of those goals in the first eight minutes and Gary Buckley had to be stretchered off early on with what looked like a serious looking knee issue they did seem to come back into the game particularly coming up to half time applying pressure but now they've conceded a third in the 53rd minute yeah. so Traore, just 8 minutes after the break putting over.
2: Viking 3-0 up on the Nice. I think the talk from Rovers fans is even though a few of them headed over was that this is
0: probably a bit a step a step too very far very bonus today. territory the exactly old, the, the very dangerous bonus, bonus territory yeah before we leave the League of Ireland, I have to mention mm. uh, the uh, Scuppies' issues with their transport and how they've reacted to it. This is mad
2: because Rovers faced similar. It is, yeah. seen
0: Bradley was, was uh, very vocal about the issues that they faced in previous European rounds. They flew to Malta, I think, from Knock or from maybe yeah. Shannon or something. But there's been all kinds, all teams that are flying in and out. It's affected so much. It's basically the staffing shortages in Dublin Airport that charter flights can't really get spots in Dublin. But... Scopi have taken it very seriously. Uh, they, in fact, have blamed the Irish government for this and are calling on the North Macedonian government to get involved. Just read out their statement. Now, bear in mind, this is on their website in English, but I'd imagine it is translated to so something or thing but our team has been interfered with by making small plays in such an unbecoming manner. Despite our budget, we were trying to keep our players comfortable by hiring a charter plane and paying thousands of euros to ensure that our players could make it to the Europa League in good health. But the Irish government did not listen to UEFA, despite the intervention of UEFA, landed us 300 kilometers away from Dublin this is in Shannon, which is about, what did we say? 240. 214. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so, you know I understand what they're saying. And gave our team an undeserved treatment on this journey. Likewise, after the match he will send it back 300 kilometers and fly it from there. Okay, right. There's it's definitely a translation. translated. Okay, yeah. yeah, but I'm just going to go with what's literally in front of me. Unfortunately, this has not been done to any other team except the North Macedonia team. Our loneliness has emerged again as we progressed on the European road. I beg your North Macedonian Ministry of Foreign Affairs that we should at least arrange for tonight's return to Dublin. In addition, we would like to say to the Irish that they should know well that we have a very characterful team. The reward of being a team is to respond as a team to the evil done to you wow. in the same way today our team will show you what a character it is like lions on the field it will show you that there is no team that will not bow down to such cheap games such cheap games should not have a place in football they should not go unpunished um, I don't know this is actually hard to read at this stage but uh, you only landed FC Scuppy at the airport but you landed PFC Ludogorets in Dublin, you should treat us the same as if any Italian, Spanish, German or English team showed up. We hope that our government will respond to this situation with respect to the public. Christ, are we at war? And that's from the club management of FC Scruppi 1927.
1: It takes about two hours to get from Shannon to Tala, so I presume they came via coach. I'd imagine the emotions are running high on that coach. <laughs> if that's the kind of <laughs> statement, you, kind of,
2: you have to admit it's not the kind of statement you get from a League One club or a Premier League club or anything like that. You know, it's wonderful.
0: It's like, nice. and also, like, it does. It is a sham that we also, can fly teams to Dublin. But at the same time, like, I don't know if it's a massive conspiracy. <sighs> Although you never know,
2: governmental. One. You know, they have their opinion and we have ours. Is uh, is Mihal Martin an agent of Shamrock Rovers? Perhaps I would have thought Cork City, but you know who knows the government works in mysterious ways yeah.
1: oh it's 4-0 now to Viking it against Yeah, Nicholas
2: Sandberg has made it 4-0 to Ed Viking that tie is done and dusted Uh, but we are into the final major of the year at least from a a women's perspective Emory.
1: Yeah and Leona Maguire shot a level par opening round of 71 at the Women's Open Championship in Scotland today that leaves her in a tie for 28th, six shots off the lead so she is well in contention here Stephanie Meadow meanwhile is four over playing her final hole today.
2: Yeah we also have action on the European Tour, they're over in Celtic Manor.
1: Yeah and at one under par Paul done is best of the irish after his opening round at the kazoo open in wales nal carney is one over meanwhile with jonathan caldwell three over and then cormac sharvin two shots back on five over that's 10 shots off the lead though shane lowry then is the only irish interest at the wyndham championship which is in north carolina this week the Offaly native is currently four over through four holes of his opening round Not the greatest of starts. His preparations for this tournament were also not ideal, with his clubs lost en route to the US before he got them back only yesterday. Has
2: Shane Lowry written a fiery press release asking for government intervention and wondering (laughs) why his clubs were
1: They went missing in Dublin Airport, didn't they? Yeah, having
0: it happened to Leona Maguire. As well. What, two weeks ago? We really really need to sort out our airport. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's dark forces at
2: play, as Mr. uh, Keyes once said. Dark forces are at play here. I just realised. The DP World Tour is going to suffer the same fate as places like the Point and all that, whereby you only ever call them by their old name. You'll never really get to grips with DP World Tour. It'll always be the European Tour in all of our hearts.
0: Not the yeah, DP I, th- World I Tour. think so. yeah. that. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how long there is a DP World Tour slash European Tour to worry about. We'll see how the dark forces get to play with the
2: golf, make, That's what's going to be the story there. Um,
0: a lot of I'm, calls for I, a certain player to come through late, by the way. Yeah. In I'm, the.
2: I feel like we should have uh, Etta James at last playing in the background as we get to this story but it seems as if we finally reached uh, a point we should have been at a long time ago in terms of women's rugby.
1: Yeah good news today as the IRFU confirmed it will offer 43 professional contracts to elite women's players from next season. It's the first time that members of the 15 squad will be offered paid contracts. The IRFU says it will discuss the deals with players before releasing any further details. Meanwhile, Gillian McDarby was today appointed to the role of head of women's performance and pathways.
2: Yeah, this is uh, stuff obviously that's um, going to ha- had come from the reports that went into the women's game uh, last year in the wake of, I guess, uh, Donny Brookgate and all that kind of stuff. But this is a positive step making one that's overdue.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're seeing where the extra million euro that was set aside um, is starting to go. Obviously, we had the contracts uh what's that two weeks ago as well so look there's still a little huge amount of work to go but it's been taken seriously and you know if all steps are progress then we'll be happy enough like but again i you know i don't think there's any back clapping for these moves but they are necessary but it's, yeah. it's good that they're happening obviously
2: absolutely and um, we've had uh, several texts pointing out that in terms of players coming through late obviously Ian at the age of twenty seven was making his mark in the in the Crystal Palace first team. Jamie Vardy is probably one of the yeah. last ones to to make yeah. that step up to, to that level. Uh five six for thirty cent if you want to get in contact. Thank you for he all those. So
0: last longer. So Jamie Vardy you, you would say it's his like he's still yeah, yeah. mid thirties and he's still you don't feel like he's slowing down massively. He might not be as prolific as he was before. But Ian right Ian Wright really was playing until he was in his or late later yeah I don't know, like Teddy Sheringham maybe came true a little bit later. He played till he was like forty as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm picking out three random players in my head, and that's. Uh, well, and there is a lot of lot to be said. I think we
2: raised the point when when Wayne Rooney announced his retirement in that he had a lot of football in his legs by the time he was eighteen.
0: Yeah, like you know, so it's it's obvious that Michael Owen hamstrings were so destroyed that he never felt like he could sprint again by the time he was in his mid early 20s that's insane you know so like I'd, I'd be interested in actually if, if, if we are talking to the lads about that on the night maybe I, not to not to put Joe and Cathy's uh, <laughs> interview to them but you know I wonder is there something to that is there something to you know running yourself ragged in those early years at the top top level just limiting the amount that you can
2: yeah
0: and continue on. That's what I
2: did, Mick, and I feel like I'm only coming into my prime now. <laughs> uh, Mick McCarthy, Amory Donlin, thank you so much uh, for the news round this evening. Just to bring you up to date, we will be keeping tabs on Shamrock Rovers and Shkupi uh, and their fiery press releases that may follow uh, at Stadium tonight. Stephen Doyle is going to be there for us throughout the night. Still CSK, Sofia 0, St. Pat's 0 in the Bulgarian capital. There is 19 minutes to go there, and there's 22 minutes to go in Stavanger, where Sligo, I guess, would probably wish that it was already done. They're 4 0 down away to Viking at the moment. We we will keep you updated on all of those as the night progresses but right now it's cash machine time
0: the news round
1: on off the ball with Gillette for an effortless finish to your day new Gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar